Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Allison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Notorious by Chance. Welcome to another year of Notorious by Chance where we talk movies, television, sports, news, all that good stuff. And yeah, this is our first episode of the year 2022. And this week we are starting off with what was supposed to be our finale for last for last season. And we are looking at 2021's Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> You're <Joy>. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell just by just the sound of our voice we are so excited to, to get to revisit this or get back into it. Um, before we do that, we got some other things to talk about. First of which, uh, the final week of the NFL has it's gone. It's concluded. The season, regular season, is over, and it ended in maybe the most unpredictable way possible. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy week. Crazy week in football. I mean, you have your obvious ones like Chiefs being the Broncos. Yeah, we saw that coming. <clears throat> Cowboys being the Eagles, it makes sense when you're resting most of your stars for playoffs. They got a playoff spot anyway, so it really, it really didn't matter. Uh, Browns beat Browns beating the Bengals. That was that was a shock. Uh, I mean, I I kind of saw that just because of the fact that they had uh, Burrow was out. So Burrow, I kind of figured Cleveland played tight. There. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lions beating the Patriots, which goes proof they are not the worst team in the NFL. Did not see pa- did Patriots, the Lions Packers, being, the, being the, the Packers. The Packers, I should say. Yeah, the Lions being the Packers, I definitely did not see. No, it, even yeah, granted, they did sit Aaron Rodgers after after halftime, but still, the fact Man, you're still up, you you're giving up you know fucking thirty seven points to the Lions. That's not a good sign heading heading into the postseason. They're gonna be fun to watch it next year. I think the Lions really uh, got their. Uh, yeah, they got a coach that they respect, and they they like to play you know play hard. I mean, that's I've, I've said it all year. I, I think that's going to go into the next season too. Yeah, uh, uh, Vi- Vikings Bears didn't matter. Both coaches were getting fired anyway. Uh, yeah, Washington upending the Giants, which we'll we'll, we'll get to in a second. More about the Giants yeah. in a bit. Uh, now here's where things get interesting for the rest of the playoff race. Uh, now you had the Titans. The t- all the Titans had to do to get to get the number one seed in the AFC was beat the Texans. Should be easy, yeah. right? Not as easy as you'd think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they definitely put up a fight. Houston played tight. Yeah, they played incredibly tight. They did yep. lose in the end, but only by a margin of three points. Yeah, a lot closer than you would have thought. Yeah, then you got the Jets beating the Bills to lock up the AFC East for the sec for the second year in a row. Uh, Saints win out, but ultimately doesn't, ultimately doesn't matter. They were eliminated because Tampa beat the ever-loving shit out of the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks lo- beat the Cardinals. Didn't matter. The playoffs locked up anyways, but that did prevent them from locking up the AFC East. Sorry, NFC West. Uh, yeah. Your Niners. All they had to do was win it in. What? Win it in, baby. Win it did in. look pretty with the 17 nothing. Uh, deficit, but uh, in Jimmy G, we trust, baby. Uh, I just, when he plays good, team plays good, and uh, SoFi Stadium was packed with Niners fans. I loved it, but um, they played tough, and I think that they have a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. I, I feel good. Yeah, so the, they they ended up claiming the last, I believe, the last spot in the in the no, not the last one. They, they, not the last spot. They're at six, six seed. They're six. Eagles at seven. That's right. They claim the sixth spot yeah. in the in the NFC. And now here's where things get really interesting for the AFC. So there were about four games that really mattered. Uh, also, the, yeah. the Dolphins did sweep the Patriots this year, which, again, not a good sign heading into the postseason. We'll talk more about the Dolphins in, in, in just a second. 
Now, now the the oh, rest yeah. of the AFC was going to be decided by three games. It was gonna, it was going to be the Colts versus the Jaguars, the Steelers versus the Ravens, and the Chargers versus the Raiders. Now, the Colts had the they had the highest statistically the highest chance of making the making the playoffs. All yeah. they had to do was win. I mean, they were and they're in. Yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah, boy, they look. They Their look, final game, they awful. Final Oof. game was in Jacksonville against against Jacksonville they in look. Jacksonville, a place where they have not won a game since 2014. Crazy. I mean, they looked atrocious. Though I did turn out the game on, and uh, boy, the Colts looked bad. My God, they looked awful. Bad. I'm saying bad. Like Wentz looked awful. You would have thought the uh, Jaguars brought out their defense from like three or four years ago yeah, when they were actually you, relevant. You, you like it, the, it, you, it's absolutely crazy. It felt like the Saxonville era was back. It was strange. It was. It was like all this stuff like needed to happen to get your Steelers in. I mean, and you guys got everything. You know, yeah. So like, you, got you, everything. Like, everything you needed. You like you you, th- you think like you know, you, you, you think you know like, okay we got we got a team we got an MVP caliber running back we have a grand total of seven Pro Bowlers on this team. And you can't beat Jacksonville? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, like I said, they looked awful. Um, I had a 13-team parlay for shits. Um, didn't know that uh, Rodgers was going to get benched out, so I kind of I put Green Bay. Uh, I, I went down on that one, and I went down on the uh, Indianapolis, obviously. Um, yeah, it just it was bad. I mean, it, it looked really bad. So yeah, because, really, really so bad. Yeah, because the Jaguars beat them, the Colts were basically eliminated from playoff contention. Which means yep. the Steelers and Ravens then had a chance to enter the playoffs. Steelers, all yep. they had to do was win and wait for and wait for the next game, which we will talk about. Uh, and they had to beat the Ravens and wait for and wait for another game. It was dirty. It was ugly. Went down to OT with the Ravens having literally no cornerbacks. Yeah, but they won. They won the game, which means all the fates of the AFC rested on the Sunday night game, being the Chargers versus the Raiders. Now. This this game early on looked like it was said and done. It looked like the Raiders were going to walk away and head into the postseason. Yeah, but this is where just this is where Justin Herbert came out to play. A grand total of eighteen points. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking at the wrong. So fifteen points in the fourth quarter to tie the game and send it to overtime. Yep. Yeah, Raiders at one point. Yeah, Raiders really blew. They at one point had a ninety-five percent chance of winning this game. Sounds like the uh, Rams and Niners. I think it was like ninety-nine. It was like ninety-eight percent or something with the Rams when they were up. All they yeah crazy so, week. But here's here's the thing: going into going into overtime, if both teams yeah. tie, they both make the playoffs. My my thing is just just. Just milk it. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. Well, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like that's where it was going. It looked like the Raiders were going to just run out the clock, take the tie, and then both go to the playoffs. But yeah, Brandon Staley does didn't. He makes one of the dumbest coach decisions I've seen this year, where he yeah. calls a timeout. Yeah, it's like he's like I, he says switch up his formations on defense because you know a run was coming. Yeah. But that gave the, yeah. the Raiders a chance to change up their game plan. They were going for the tie. Both Derek Carr and Rich Passaccia said, we were going to take the tie. But when you called the timeout, you changed the plans. So they, yeah. so they bust a more big run. Daniel Carlson nails a field goal. Raiders win. Chargers are eliminated from the playoffs. 
Which crazy. means the Steelers and the Raiders, two teams that looked like had no shot at the postseason. I think I think the Steelers at one point had like a less than ten percent chance of making it in. Are both going to yeah, the postseason? Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. Oh, yeah, wh- pretty crazy. What a finish to the NFL season. Yeah, the three game. I mean, a lot of those games were down to overtime. I think what San Fran's game. San Fran went uh, Steelers went overtime. Oakland went overtime. I believe it's like the mo- the most. This is the most uh, overtime wins we've had in a single season. I mean, but I mean, and, and what what better way to have everything on the line to have these meaningful games? Uh, you know what I mean? That's where I think we really need to do away with it with the tie. Uh, we need to do away with that. Um, but I mean, I get it. You know, I just I wish we would have gotten back to that. I like the, how college does it. After a while, you have to go for the two point conversion. After like two or three, I think you have to oh, go for the like, start going for the like two, two point conversions. Two point conversions. All two point conversions. It makes it. It makes it more fun, though. Honestly, I've I've watched a lot of college football games that have ended like that, and I think they're exciting. So, I mean, that's just me, uh, maybe bias a little bit, but I just think it it, it brings out a different element in football. Um, it makes it more fun, but uh, I don't know NFL. I just don't under I just don't like the tie situation. I just I, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, either way, we have our playoffs set. Wild card oh, weekend we is coming up this Saturday. First round out the gate, we got Raiders versus the Bengals. I'm pulling for the Raiders. I really am. I'm pulling for Cincy. I I really like to see Cincy win this one just because I I, I like Burrow. I just like their their young team. Um, this Raiders haven't had a whole lot of success in the postseason for the last twenty years um, since they made the Super Bowl against uh, Tampa. You know, really. Um, and quote me, I don't even know if they uh, do. They have a uh, a win since going into the Super Bowl. Uh, no, I think that's the last okay. Super Bowl. Okay, so um, yeah, I just like Cincinnati. They're a fun young team to watch. I, I, why not get 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 some different blood in there? I, I'll go for Cincinnati on this one. Uh, we got Patriots versus the Bills, AFC East rematch. This is the third time they've been meeting this season, and oh, yeah. I feel like the Bills are going to take it this time. I got to go, Pats, man. Really? Pats playoffs, dude. I just you know, it's it's Belichick. I don't know. Um, looking at, I, I know Miami let their kryptonite, but looking but looking at them. In the past couple games, they've really struggled against anybody not named Jacksonville. Oh no, they really have. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, they've looked flat. But I think they bring out a different, you know, New England changes in in the playoffs. It's a completely different, you know, uh, uh, environment. It, it is crazy though because a lot of these guys aren't seasoned vets in the playoffs. That's the that's the Belichick's taking the, probably the the fewest players that have playoff experience to the playoffs. You know what I mean? All these guys are like brand new to it. So. Should be interesting. I think it's gonna be a tight game, but I, I I think New England finds a way to win this one. So we'll go with New England on this. All right, uh, going Sunday, we got the I got the Eagles versus the Buccaneers, and it's a good run for the Eagles. Probably play not even spot, close. I yeah. If it's if this not is even. remotely close, I'll be shocked. Not even close. I would be surprised if they don't win by at least fourteen points. And I'm being generous. Um, it's Brady. It's TB12. Yeah. All right, and then next up we got uh, your, your boys, the Niners oh, yeah. versus the Cowboys. Versus America's team, quote, end quote, quotes, quote, right? Quote, America's team. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I know yeah, I'm Reiner. Reiner dying, baby. Going with San Francisco. I've said it all year. Um, we've said it all year with uh, Dallas. I don't think that they have played competition. I think San Fran's hot right now. Um, eight and three in the last eleven games. I think they they've really got the momentum going, especially with that huge win against the Rams. Um, Garoppolo's slinging, even with a, a, a you know a bad pinky. I still think that those guys with Debo Samuel, 
Kittle, the running game with Eli Mitchell. Um, they're going to be too much. I, I don't think Dallas has seen an offense that, that explosive like that. So I got to go with my Niners. Dallas is going to be down one weapon, Michael Gallup, who, who injured ACL and will be out the rest of the season. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's tough. I, I I know who you want to I win. Want I want Fran to win. win. I really want I, San Fran to win. I know. This is all going to come down to Jimmy G and that defense. Yeah. I mean, it is. That's, you know. But I think the thing I like about it, a lot of people MF Jimmy G, but he comes through in moments you want him to come through, that he needs that he needs to prove himself. You know what I mean? Um, case in point, you know, uh, the week 18 or whatever, you know, like everyone's like Trey Lance, you know, and it's like he comes through at the right time and wins, and then you don't have the quarterback controversy anymore. You know what I mean? He just does enough to do it, you know? All right, so then we got Sunday nights. We're going. Who's your pick? Uh, you didn't pick. Who's your pick? Steelers versus the Chiefs. You know where I'm going because you know what? You know what? Steelers are gone to the Super Bowl. Turn my YouTube mode. Steelers gone to the Super Bowl. Who's your pick with the Niners? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'll go Niners. That a boy. You hate this. You hate the Cowboys I that really, much. I like I it. I really do. I hate them so goddamn much. I know. I, I do too. So, and isn't it crazy? There was a stat saying that. The Niners and the and the Cowboys had not met in the playoffs since the, the 90s, one right? NFC Championship in the nineties. Is that crazy? Yeah, like when they had like Aikman and and Smith and Irvin and the boys. Oh. But dude, it was like, but it was every year. That was who you were going through, San Francisco or Dallas. But then you just had Dallas had some good years. The Niners sucked. Niners were good. Dallas sucked. So it's crazy. Thirty years. Yeah, that's really crazy. But back, but back to Pittsburgh versus the Chiefs. You know I'm gone. Steelers are gone to the center ball. Uh, uh, you're you're a dreamer. I, I appreciate you. You back your team. The, the false hope is consuming me whole. We ride or die with our team. I get it. I'm going Kansas City. Um, what they did to what they did to Pittsburgh in the regular season game should give you a little bit of indication how this is going to go. I don't think it's going to be that although, much of a blowout. Last I do time, think that, last time we did meet in the postseason. I know, I know, I? but you guys are just crippled with injury. Like you're just crippled with. I don't know. I just think Kansas City winning a, a road game at Arrowhead just—it's a huge task, and I, I just think Kansas City is just—they're just too hot right now. And uh, Monday night, this is which is stupid. Which is dumb, by the way. Let's just say that. Can we say that's stupid? This this being this being Monday night. <laughs> Monday night playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's strange. <laughs> uh, and this is the battle for supremacy for the NFC West. Cardinals oh, versus the wow, it's yeah, it's weird. We got we got three NFC West teams in in the playoffs. Best division of football. Yeah, you can't can't deny it. Best division of football. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, this is. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the death of this team. So I'm going Rams. I'm gonna go the Rams too. I just think the Rams have a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I, I trust uh, Stafford over uh, Murray. Um, Murray's explosive, but with DeAndre Hopkins being out for the rest of the year, I think that really hurts the receiving core. Um, and you just have a lot of weapons with Cup. You have Odell, who is poised for a big game somewhere along the line. He's going to explode. Um, I just think they're too much, and I think the Rams win this one. Yeah. But, of course, after, after the regular season ends, we, of course, had Black Monday or Black Week because there was one because they got fired after Monday. So yeah, yeah. So looking at people. Boohoo and, Monday. And Boohoo be- Monday. We can call be- it. And before. Yeah. So yeah, here. So yeah, following coaches have been removed. Really, the duty. Uh, the Broncos at part of was a big, thick Fangio. Not a surprise. Dude put some great defense, but his offense is constantly struggle. 
I would again. He's probably gonna get a, a DC job somewhere, and it's probably gonna be better for him in the end. That's that's what he did because he had a lot of success in San Francisco with Harbaugh under that. Uh, he's not a head coach. Yeah, uh, the Giants have let go of <laughs> the Giants let go of both. Uh, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> didn't let go. Uh, Dave Gettleman, the GM, retired. <laughs> yeah, and, this is, yeah, it's crazy. And after speculation uh, that he will be back next season, they had to like to do fire Joe Judge, which thank Christ because yeah, the God. New York football is struggling right now. This is where you bring in Manning and Strahan, I think, to straighten stuff out a little bit. Yeah, this is if they wanted their if their hand, you know what I mean, dabble with their hand was, in coaching. This, this was maybe the most obvious firing of all of them, because like the Giants are making. I know the record doesn't say so, but the Giants may be the worst team in football this year. <laughs> they were, especially with an explosive running back who couldn't stay healthy, um, a quarterback that just – I don't know why we, we wasted a draft pick on him. They are just confused. They're a confused organization right now. A big-time receiver, which you signed to a massive deal, and yeah. the receiver you drafted in the third round – I'm sorry, the first yeah. round, neither yeah. of which scored a single touchdown the entire season. Nobody to throw to. I mean, nobody to throw to the receiver. You know what I mean? I, it's just, it's a shit show in New York for both teams. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings are part away with both uh, head coach Mike Zimmer and uh, GM Rick Spielman. A little bit more. Zimmer put some good years in Minnesota. So this is a little bit like, I know he didn't get them over the hump. Definitely got them in the postseason uh, the year that the Niners went. Uh, look, they, look, they, looking were, at, they were. Looking at in. this year, yeah, Zimmer needed to be fired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. You know, when you have a team in your division that's playing out of their ass, like Green Bay, you know, it's hard. Um, they they lost a couple games really close. I mean, they, they definitely grinded. They definitely are a fun team to watch. I just, I don't know. I, I, I can see why they got rid of them. It's a little bit of head-scratching, but not as head-scratching as our other firing that we'll talk about here. Yeah, well, but, but well, not head-scratching. All, all of Chicago rejoiced. Matt not, Nagy. Not head-scratching. Head coach Matt Nagy and GM yeah. Ryan Pace have both finally been fired. Yeah, as Chicago fans rejoice, <laughs> all of Chicago rejoices. I mean, this—you this, definitely saw this one. Writing yeah, was on the like wall. Matt, Matt Nagy, beginning of the year, minutes ago. Ryan Pace may have cratered this team, making just some absolutely baffling moves. Yeah, this, this, this yeah, guy, some this guy who paid moves, yeah. this guy who paid nearly twenty million dollars to Mike Glennon, and then <laughs> and then traded up a significant amount of draft capital. To get Mitch Trubisky, move up one spot to get Mitch Trubisky, who I who I didn't mind as a quarterback. There's there's been worse out there. I, I just Mitch think that we really oh, just Mitch, need Mitch Trubisky was horrid. horrid I know well, you don't, at quarterback. First off, you don't you don't draft you don't draft a quarterback that high that went to what North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, it's just but you also don't draft just that, you don't draft him that high when both both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are, yeah. are in the same draft class. Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's 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 completely absurd, but nonetheless, you know, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> now, the biggest sh- f- shock of firing, the Fucking Miami crazy. Dolphins firing coach Brian Flores after his third season as head coach. Who the team responds really well with. It's it's really crazy. The look, guy now look, Ed, strung you down eight you, games in a row to win. Had you said this, had you said this like when they were one and seven, and be like, okay, yeah, makes sense. But this is not a dude when you who turn was the team able around. to rally this team to win. Literally eight two. games, eight, nine. Yeah, eight of their last nine. Eight. Yeah, you can't you can't ask for anything more than that. The, the guys love playing for him. Um, 
he was building something special down there in Miami. Yeah. Uh, I can I can speak on behalf of my yeah, wife because I watch a lot who, of Dolphins games, but it's it's yeah. This is this is a guy who took a team that was five and eleven, and then took him to back to back winning seasons. Yeah, and and especially for something that's been so obsolete from the Miami Dolphins, you know, football going to the going to getting winning seasons back to back, stringing them in. Um, it's really unfortunate, uh, but it does. Rumorville has it that Brian Flores actually is getting an interview with Chicago. Oh no! Here's um, thing. Like, so that should be that should be interesting. It sucks. Thing. He never should never should have been fired. I think it's I think it's a massive mistake on Miami's part. He, no, he will not be unemployed long. No, I guarantee. Like he is going to be the That's most like Miami, sought after. Yeah. He's going to be the most sought after head coach of the entire offseason. He should. I, the, guy, the guy's a winner. I, I don't understand what Miami's thinking. It's the same Miami team that 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 you know did away with Tannehill too, and now Tannehill has a resurgence in Tennessee. So they're they're you know they're not very good with uh, you know choose you know with choices and stuff like that. I come back and bite them in the ass hard. Yeah. Uh, and the last sports story we talk before we move on to other other stuff. We just want to give a huge congratulations to the NCAA college football national champions. Georgia, you're gonna do this now, really? I, I'm sh- <laughs> hey, look, I'm shocked. Uh, I I did not think they'd beat Miami, just because Georgia's one of the biggest chokers in, in college sports. But they did it, and I and I respect them for it. Yeah, I mean, beating Al- Alabama, yeah, it was definitely tough. Uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to swallow because you know they just completely manhandled Michigan football. Uh, wasn't even close at all um thankfully i was at work and i missed majority of that game i I did watch the only touchdown michigan score thank god Um, handled alabama too yeah it's just to me it's like i'm just like really dumbfounded by the fact that you know the running game i just got to vent here for a second the running game was michigan's pride and joy you have to expect that they're going to take that from you you have to become more two-dimensional you have to start passing the ball more and i felt like as soon as they started taking that runaway they panicked they just like oh my god they took our running away you gotta you gotta chop away you have to stick to it you have to do a little bit of you know slant passes get a couple yards here a couple yards there make a third and short but yeah, I mean, kudos to Georgia. They outplayed them, you know. And then in the national title game, which I didn't watch because I'm a bitter college football fan, I guess. Um, that and I was working. I just didn't care. Um, but yeah, Georgia beat, you know, did the impossible, beating Alabama in their national title game that they always make. Uh, it seems. Uh, I just we just need to get some new teams into this. You know what I mean? Uh, it was nice to see Michigan and Cincinnati represent a little bit out of the you know what i mean break out the monotony of things i wish we'd expand this playoff to like eight teams i think would be really fun it would make more money for college football too so be interesting yeah uh, but yeah that yeah i don't know it just there's a lot of teams that aren't represented there you know what i mean Fair and um yeah yeah my team sucks and i lost so there you have it <laughs> and uh yeah that's gonna do it for sports we're now move on to trailer talk we got a couple got a couple things to talk about which is Oh uh, man, we got some bad about. ones to talk about too. Oof. First one, first one we're going to be talking about is for Black Light. Black Light is the latest installment of Liam Neeson beats up blank whatever. What's he beating up now? The government. Yeah. You're he welcome. He plays a former. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a former government agent. I guess they don't really, really make it clear what he is. Uh, he's former something. Former yeah. something. <laughs> He's former something. He's he, he, yeah. He's definitely he worked for the government some in some capacity. It specializes in removing operatives whose covers have been exposed, and he had covers yeah. the conspiracy in, in his own ranks that reaches the highest echelons of power. Like we said, stars Liam Neeson uh, reunites him with the vi- with Aiden Quinn, who played the villain 
in uh, remember that movie Unknown? I think so. Yeah, it was Unknown. Yeah, yeah. And he, guess what? I had I had to put this trailer on there. Um, I went and saw the three five five today, and uh, this was a trailer. So I immediately, as, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, we're adding this trailer on there because I mean, I, I love Liam Neeson. I love these films, so I'm on board. I know it, it, it's we're beating the dead horse, but you know what? I want to see that horse again, and <laughs> I'm totally on board I with really Liam Neeson playing that, badass. I really want to see this horse. <laughs> I mean, the horse is horse is beaten. I mean, it's beaten to a pulp. Oh yeah, no. But I, I'll pay to go see it again. We have we have kicked, see it again. We have kicked that dead horse so much you can see the Nike symbol gray on gray on the side of it. Um, yes, yeah, so you can't even tell if it's a horse anymore. It's yeah. <laughs> but oh, that, but yeah, I, I want to see how how many things we have Liam Neeson beat up before he just like you know like God, God damn it, I can't do this anymore. I love it, dude. The guy's what? He is he seventy? Or is he I, almost seventy? I think he's he's almost seventy. Dude, I love it. Oh, he t- he turned I, seventy. I just, he turned seventy this year. I love it, and he's celebrating by keeping keeping the Liam Neeson genre alive. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Liam Neeson beats the government, aka Blacklight, is set for a release on February eleventh, twenty twenty two. And um, I'll be there. Next show we're talking about is for Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy is a t- uh, tech driven murder mystery, <laughs> starring. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did just say all those words. <laughs> we we did this. Yeah, this is where murder, we're going. Murder now. mystery thriller. Directed by Steven Soderbergh, of all people. Uh, yep. Apparently, this was uh, oh, it's actually like a pandemic set movie, uh, in which an, agri- an uh, agoraphobic tech worker played by Zoe Kravitz uh, discovers evidence of a violent crime when reviewing a data stream, and she's trying to get believed, but like no one believes her. She's trying to get people to prove it. Like I said, it stars Zoe Kravitz, Rita Wilson, who it feels like I've been forever since I've seen her in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird to see her like at all because she's been so hidden. <laughs> and, and also, uh, uh, Dev- Devin Ratray, the guy who pl- Buzz from Home Alone, is in this movie. Oh my lord! Oh yeah, I saw I saw yeah. him in the trailer. I'm just like, wait a minute, is that Buzz from Home Alone? It is. Oh boy. Pre DUI, I think probably. <laughs> yeah, and um, wonder if he still has a spider. <laughs> a tarantula did. Yeah, um, the tarantula. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Russell, what do you think of this trailer? I mean, it looked good. It looked good enough. Um, this is like, this is like when her goes wrong or like possess Siri or Alexa go crazy. You know what I mean? I, I liked it. I, I dug mean, it. Did, did did the did the AI kill the AI kill the lady? I mean, wouldn't that be really cool though? It's called. Um, it's I don't called know. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Uh, Kimmy's gotta have some something to do with the plot. Kimmy absolutely has something to do with it. It's her her name, and that's she's the star of the film. Um, so I instantly I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, well, this is like Alexa and Siri stuff, man. It's crazy. Yeah, this once again continues uh, Soderbergh's recent run of uh, streaming movies. He hasn't had what was that? Yeah, he hasn't had a theatrical release in almost four years. Insane was his last one. Yeah, that was that was the last time he had anything released in theaters. And it was shot. It wasn't even. It was shot on an iPhone too, though. So it wasn't even like big, big budget. You know what I mean? Big production. Yeah, like it had to have made money because I don't think I don't it didn't cost anything to make. No, I mean it was I mean, it's still good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good whatever. Movie. I, but, uh, I'm yeah. down for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if we'll, if we'll ever see a Soderbergh movie in theaters again. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. All I'm saying is we better get Magic Mike's Last Dance on the big screen, or Ocean's 14 if they, we go that route, or if we yeah, I'm on, like four, is it, will it be 14? Yes, it would. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, this is a movie based on the hit animated uh, series Bob's Burgers, which Russell, have you ever seen the show? 
Can I tell you I've never seen an episode? Would you be surprised? I wouldn't be, but I would highly re- encourage you to watch it just because this is it's something I probably would like to I, watch. Yeah, watching the trailer, if, if I ha- if I had to describe this in a way, it's uh, I would say it's like a quirkier King of the Hill. Okay, and I love and I'm a huge King of the yeah, Hill. It's like fans, a more but, yeah, that's King of the Hill. like and so I'll speak to the show. Like I I love Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I think the show. Okay, this is a show that like just like premiered out of nowhere, but like and like. People like it started off like no one really watched it, but like people discover it and like oh shit, the show is actually like really funny, and it's got like a really. How long has it been on? It's been I feel like it's been on for a while. Oh, it's been on for for years. It might might be yeah. It's been it's been over a decade. Show premiered in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Jesus, um, wow. It, it yeah for a while it lived in the shadow like the Family Guy and the Simpsons, but then like it started building its own following to the point where now they have a theatrical film. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be about. Um, the, you know their big screen adventure. So Russell, someone who's never seen the show, uh, what did you think about the trailer? I, mean, I liked it. I mean, it was it was fine enough. It was it was funny. I I, I get shades of all these other you know uh, big TV shows getting their their movie finally, like South Park or Simpsons. You know what I mean? Um, it's only a matter of time before you know the, something like that or like Family Guy. I'm surprised never came out with a movie um, or theatrical movie, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks good enough. I mean, it looks funny. Um, it just it wasn't a surprise. I just can't believe it's been out for ten years. It's crazy. Yeah, no, like I, I again, like like I said, I'm I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. Like I think the show is hilarious, uh, and I am definitely looking forward to seeing uh, the Adventure of the Belchers on the big screen. Uh, this is set for release on May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. And last trailer we're talking about is for. Oof. Studio 666. I'm surprised you're not into this one. And I wanted to be because of who we're, who we're talking about. And I just, oh, wow, it looks bad. Yeah, this is a movie uh, about the Foo Fighters based on the story by frontman Dave Grohl uh, in which the uh, which the, ba- the band itself uh, goes to a house in order to... They, they, they're trying to make, make, their th- make their 10th album and they go to a house. The house may be haunted. We don't know. But you know, some strange things, strange possessions start happening. Uh, like I said, stars all of the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl and everyone else. <laughs> company. <laughs> and company. <laughs> and those other guys. <laughs> uh, Jeff Garland, Will, Will Forte, who I, I thought I saw in the trailer, but I wasn't sure it was him. Whitney Cummings? Yeah. Where, the fu- where the fuck has she been? And uh, yeah, so I'm really surprised you're not into this. I know, dude. I wasn't feeling it, man. And I, I did a little shout out to uh, Dave Grohl, though, uh, product of Warren, Ohio, which is probably like 35 minutes away from here. 35, 40 minutes away. Um, yeah, it just uh, didn't, I don't know, it just looked too dumb. Like, I, I know, like, it's supposed to be, like, a spoofy comedy. I had, like, visions of, like, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny kind of with this. Um, with, like, the concept kind of, you know what I mean? Just, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hopefully the, the new music and stuff like that will, uh, hopefully if that, that is how they're actually doing their 10th album and they actually make, you know what I mean? They make a <laughs> brand new album yeah. via this movie. I think it'd be kind of cool. But yeah, I just I wasn't feeling it, dude. Just was not feeling it. I was surprised. I think this was like like weird and crazy and kind of fun. Yeah. And like I yeah. think Dave Grohl is like really he's he's a phenomenal fucking musician. I'm just gonna say. Everybody. Oh, he's he's great, absolutely. But I think he's also really underrated as a comedian because the dude is funny. The dude and not just funny. Like, yeah. He's really funny. Oh yeah, a lot of their music videos he's really funny in. Yeah, but, um, like, you, but you look something like you know like Muppets or uh, Teenage D the Pick of Destiny or play the Devil and he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, but yeah, I'm. Oh yeah, again, very shocked that you're not in this. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I will watch it and give it a chance. Though I don't want to be that person. I'm not, you know, Debbie Downer. I will absolutely, <laughs> and I may like it. I don't know. I just the, the trailer just didn't. I didn't vibe with it, man. 
yeah, definitely want to see this. And uh, set for a release on February 25th, 2022. And that's going to do it for Notorious News. I'm sorry, that's going to do it for Trailer Talk. And now move on to Notorious News, which, I mean, first of all, we got to start with a lot of a lot of sad times because we've lost a lot of uh, people. We, we really have, yeah. yeah. We really have. Uh, starting with the earliest one, which one I forgot about until I looked it up today. Uh, director Jean-Marc Vallée passed away. He's the guy who did um, Wild, Big Little Lies, Dallas Buyers Club, which he directed two actors to an yeah. Oscar, uh, passed yeah. away. Uh, the coach, John Madden, John Madden passed away. Boom, turducken. Yeah. And tough actin' to actin'. Oh, that John Madden. That John Madden. Uh, uh, yeah. I, my Ray, childhood. Hall of, Hall of yeah. Fame coach, broadcasting giants, uh, NFL media, NFL icon, John Madden passed away. Yeah. Uh, Betty White passed away hey. at the age hey. of 99. Thank you for being a friend, man. Thank you, that's, for, thank you for being uh, a friend, Miss White. That's that's way too, you know, she had a, 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 a huge, long, lustrous life um, and such a sweet person. Um, it's really sad that she, the Golden Girls are gone now. All, all four are all gone four. now. And um, she was literally a couple weeks away from turning the big 100. Well, what's well, what's also what's uh, also the tragic about is the fact that they, there was a peep, there was an edition of People in which like Bet, it, it was like I think they had like, like Betty White turns 100, yeah, which yeah. was they needed to protect her. Some which stuff, was yeah. No, 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 no. Like it was it was, like, it was supposed to be like the uh, edition for her her hundredth birthday. It was printed. Uh, okay. It was ready, and it was sent out right before she died. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, they jinxed. Her. They jinxed her, but uh, yeah, I, Betty White, it, absolute. She was just com- a comedic legend. Especially from the yep. Golden Girls, working on TV and film for decades. Mom, I, Mama's family, she was in. She was. Yeah, uh, she she was, played uh, she, Mama's mother's sister, was, Fran. She was one of those actresses who, like, anytime she showed up at anything, I instantly yeah. perked up a bit. And oh, she was just fantastic. I loved watching her life. with Vicky Lawrence. Yeah, like her S- her SNL is, is still like something I remember like incredibly well. Because like mm-hmm. you know, it's the, 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 it's everything the fans had to go through to get her on to host uh, yeah. the episode of SNL, and everything you hear yeah. about her, she's like just so like so sweet, but she's also like a massive party animal, which is always just awesome. Yeah, it's she definitely you know a lot of like Lake Placid, she'll always have a special place with that. Oh my god, yeah, just, uh, like, um, just, just so many icon like just just a proposal I remember her in. You always remember her in movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, like any anytime you showed up anytime you showed up in anything, like you were yeah. instantly instantly tuning in. So yeah, it's it's, it's I, I know she had to go at some point, but I don't think that she might live forever. Dude, I mean she was like and it, it's crazy like when I start seeing these older actors like celebrating birthdays like Robert Duvall, you know, Clint Eastwood, like we're we're gonna be losing these legends sometime soon. It's like really sad and uh yeah, Betty White's one of them too. Uh, another one we lost. Uh, film director and film enthusiast Peter Bagdanovich passed away. Uh, director of such films as Paper Moon, uh, The Last Picture Show, uh, so many other uh, great films. What's Up, What's Up Doc is also fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's a dude who was around for for decades. Was friends with so many classic filmmakers. You know, like Hitchcock, Orson Welles. He was just around the block, and you know, I, I will tell a quick story about Peter Bagdon. But I remember uh, I was at this film festival in my hometown, and uh, he was there to enter a psycho um, because he did. Cool. He had like, and he had like a really funny Hitchcock story about it, where like he watched the film and he, and he didn't like it, and then he like he told he told Howard, he's like, yeah, I gotta be honest, I, I didn't like it. And he's just like, that's because you didn't understand the humor for which it was intended. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, his, his Hitchcock impression was spot on. 
best. But I feel like he was just like a very underrated <laughs> talent. It's the guy who just like he just loved movies. Like and you yeah. f- and you felt that like anytime you heard the guy speak, he was just a he phen- was just like, you know, I I think he he never got enough credit as a director, but like as a film pundit and as someone who like a, f- a film enthusiast, I think that that's where like he's gonna lie. So I'm I'm really gonna miss him for that. Uh, someone else I'm gonna miss. Uh, another legend we lost uh, in the month of January. Sidney Poitier, the legendary barrier breaking actor. Sidney Poitier passed away at the age of 94. What a fucking legacy he left behind. Oh, huge. Yeah, that guy was the first Af- African-American to win the Oscar for Best Actor. And still one of the very mm-hmm. few to win the Oscar for Best Actor. <laughs> uh, but yeah. also, like, he was the guy who, like, he was the, he was one of the guys to, like, show, like, you know, people of color can lead major Hollywood films. You know, like, he was someone who, like, people wanted to see more movies. Like, you can almost feel like a, like a proto-Denzel. He also, like, he's one of those yeah. guys, like, he elevated anything and everything he was a part of. And he was mm-hmm. just such, such an incredible actor. And an actor who, like, any, like, you can ask, like, a number of, you know, black actors and actresses. And you ask, like, who, who were your inspirations? A good amount of them are going to say Sidney Poitier just because, like, he just, there's just this, qu- this quality of him where, like, he, he never felt too straight. He had, he had this, like, great, this, this gravitas to him. And to where like, he was authoritative, but he could also be, like, you know, he had a softer side. He was very funny. He could be vulnerable. He just, Anything you put the guy to, he, he was able to do it. He was able to do it really well. It sucks that. Uh, well, first of all, he's also. I mean, first of all, he is one of the lefties of his legacy is Ghost Dad, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, it just it just sucks that this guy has been around for decades is now is now yeah. gone from us, and it's and uh, I'm I'm honestly going to very much miss Mr. Poitier. And uh, last one, uh, this one, this one was uh, the biggest shock of all of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Bob Saget passed yeah. away at the age of sixty-five. Uh, this was this was the crazy thing about this. Like he was he was touring at the time. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, because he 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 died in a hotel room. So yeah, he definitely was. They were touring. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, still, I think that we don't know what the cause of death was. Like, I mean, uh, drug, use, dr- drug use is ruled out, so that that, that didn't happen. Uh, we don't know huh. what exactly happened to him, but I, he had to be he had to be like some kind of disease or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, Bob. Saget, See, I thought for sure, yeah, 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 I thought for sure drugs when I heard this. I thought drug overdose. That's what I thought. But yeah, like uh, yeah, apparently uh, foul play and drug use were ruled out by the police. So that's good. That's which is good. Uh, I mean, it's just good, but it's just that's crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I've I've been never I've been uh, no never been shy of admitting I was never I was never a fan of Full House. I don't like Full House, but I do <laughs> think Bob Saget it was hilarious as a came as a comedian. Oh yeah, like even him in America's Funniest Videos. Um, when when that first started, I think he was the uh, host. He was the host, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, very talented actor comedian. Um, again, just it's 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 crazy within a short amount of couple weeks. You know, we're, 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 you know, rolling out all these in memoriams. All, you know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. super crazy. We lost so many so, so soon, you know, or so quickly, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you have, if you haven't, I would highly recommend checking out uh, some of his stand-ups. Like, and especially if you, if you watch Full House because. Sam oh, yeah, because he's the opposite. Of if, how, yeah, yeah. No, he's the, like, you, you see Absolutely. like him as, as Danny Tanner and he's like, you know, like super nice, wholesome America's dad. Stand Good up language. Bob Saget was, yeah. a diff, was a different animal, and he oh, was vulgar awesome. as hell. Man. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah, very ruthless and very vulgar, but 
definitely funny and definitely appreciate the the two sides of his uh you know his acting it's kind of kind of crazy absolutely and, and i'll always i always recognize him as uh, the voice of uh the father and how i met your mother despite the fact that that guy would ne- he would never grow into bob saget <laughs> which is i think which is a joke we've been making for like decades but or for a decade but yeah uh, but that's gonna do it for uh, our MMO, our immemorium section, if you will. Rest in peace, all you people. Uh, we have some awards talk to get into. First of which, the Golden Globes, which I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> because of the whole controversy with like uh, you know diversity and stuff. These were not televised for the first time in a while. Oh boy! Like, like, oh like, boy! Like, well, it's not like the winners' job. It's like, oh, okay. But yeah, never, he, never, never a good sign when we're doing shit like that. Yeah, uh, he's like, but yeah, here, here are the winners. Uh, best animated feature, Encanto, which I think I did call. Best original song, No Time to Die. Best original score, Hans Zimmer for Dune. Uh, best screenplay was Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Best director, Jane nice. Campion for Power of the Dog. Uh, best supporting actress, this was a shock to me. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Yeah, that's that's super crazy, yeah. Best supporting actor, Cody Smith, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Best actress, musical or comedy, Rachel Zegler for West Side Story. Uh, best actor, musical or comedy, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Uh, best actress, drama, uh, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. That was a shock. Uh, well, wow. Not a shock. Will Smith winning best actor, for drama for King Richard. Best best picture, musical or comedy went to West Side Story, and best picture drama went to Power of the Dog. Now we also had the SAG Awards come out today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about these real quick. <laughs> um, Looking at uh, the SAG Awards, Best Supporting Actress nominees are Katarina Balfe for Belfast, Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Ruth Negga for Passing. Uh, okay. Outstanding uh, Best Supporting Actor, Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar, which is a bit of a shock to me. Bradley Cooper, Hell for, yeah. Bradley Cooper <laughs> for Licorice Pizza, also a surprise, considering I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm seeing it Friday because it's opening here. Either of it. It hasn't opened. I mean, I, it opened in Pittsburgh, but, but I like, haven't like, what, around what, here. From what I heard about, like he's barely in the movie. <laughs> that sucks because he was so much better. Like I think you and I would agree. Nightmare Alley was fantastic. Oh, Nightmare Alley, he's, he's excellent. He's not, he's not even going to get sniffed for a nomination. It, which really sucks because it's a, it's a really great performance. Guys, check that one out. Uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jared Leto for House of Gucci, and Coach McPhee for Power of the Dog. Uh, best Actor. Uh, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, uh, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for Trash Macbeth. Oof, that's stacked. I, I'm, a that's little a stacked. I'm a little surprised to see Bardem in here. I am too, um, but that's a stacked category, man. It's real stacked. Yeah. Uh, and then best uh, actress, lead, best lead actress, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, Jennifer Hudson for cool. Respect, and Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. Notice anyone missing? Best Actress? Yeah. Oh, man. On the spot here, I have no idea. Kirsten, 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 uh, Kirsten Stewart. Oh, Kirsten Stewart for uh, Diane. For, Di- yeah, for Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I saw that, but yeah, I was like, that, what the hell? Which is completely crazy. Um, Really nice to see Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. It's a fantastic film, and I, I Chastain's phenomenal. So uh, I, I I'm glad seen, she I haven't seen that one yet. But please check that one out. It's it, she's fa- she's fantastic in it. Um, we could have really done away with like we could have, we could have put somebody in to, to put uh, Kristen Stewart in. Man, that's that's that, that's super that's super shame. We we could have put yeah, we could have taken out Jennifer Hudson and put in Kristen Stewart. I mean, Respect was good. It was a good film. 
but not I just not to what the, the level we've seen that though we've seen that in Dreamgirls that's what she won an Oscar for you know what I mean that yeah. same type of performance you know what have you pretty much right a soul for a soulful yeah. singer Basically, pretty yeah. much the same the same character that, um I, I i i am a little concerned about her oscar chances now but i do still think she's gonna win i still think i think chris stewart still has absolutely has a shot to do this oh, yeah like, that, I, she, I, I she, she will shot. be nominated she, 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 she um, if uh, and i mean i love lady gaga and house of gucci but her performance is in the star is born i mean that's Flat out, it was, it was a much better performance, I think. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. That definitely going to be interesting Oscar uh, nominations for sure. We still have a month till they're uh, announced. Yeah, we do. It's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of days. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where all this goes. And uh, yeah. next thing we're talking about is we have some things that are moving again. It's starting again, Russell. Oh God! Not uh, good. Not good when you say that kind of stuff. Morbius has moved. Oh yeah, it's the it back again. Release yeah. once again. Yeah. That makes We're it the sit fucking one, trailer two, again. Three, four, five, six, seventh yeah. release date for this film it is now set to open on April first, twenty twenty two. This feels like a gotcha movie. Can we just like get a different trailer out or something? Because I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Yeah. Hey, Doc. <laughs> you save lives. You don't take them. Yeah. Hey, Doc. <laughs> okay, hey, Doc. Keep in, keep in touch. Keep in touch. Yeah. My little, little, little yeah. I'm just like a little Michael Keaton there at the end. But, uh, but yeah, so, I'm tired of seeing the trailer. We need to get this movie out already, please. Yeah, it feels like, like a, a, a Kingsman situation where I wonder, wonder if uh, that, that did any well. It did well. Sh- which I haven't even seen yet. That's that's one I need to catch up on. I need. I still need to see that, and I still need to see. Um, what else is the other one? Oh, uh, the Matrix. I still need to see. Oh, you didn't see I'll it. Get, no, I will. I will knock those out probably this week. out because I I should be free this week, and I need to see Scream either. I'm either going to see it tomorrow or Friday or Saturday. Yeah, uh, one King, of those nights. Kingsman's made seventy four million dollars, which really could be good, could not be. We don't know how much. We don't know how much it costs, but I feel like they're just going to ma- write what, it off. What anyway. did Matrix make? Uh, what did what did the Matrix make? Probably can't be that high, which is sad because what it's following. Uh, it has well, it has it has made money. I'll tell you that. Uh, on, on, against a budget of one ninety, it made one twenty five at the box office. That's at the box. I mean, who knows what you're getting streaming with uh, HBO yeah, Max there for a little bit too. True, that is, that is very true. Yeah, but still, you're you're not you're not. That's not a profitable. Yeah, it's not profit though. Yeah, but and then aside from Morbius, uh, it was announced that Dis- uh, Disney and Pixar's upcoming film Turning Red is skipping theaters entirely yeah. and is now going straight to Plus. Horseshit. This makes this bullshit. Th- I, this makes it the third Pixar movie to go directly to Plus. Yeah, because what uh, Soul, Soul and um, Luca this, both went to plus, and Luca. Yeah, it's just oh, man, that's horseshit. It looked like a you know a cute movie to go see in the theater, and now it's yeah. I mean, I'm still gonna see it, but still, regardless, it just kind of sucks that that's the circumstance that they got. It, 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 really, they, you know? it, it feels like Pixar really gets the sh- the short end of the stick when it comes to like these releases because like they're the only oh, yeah. ones that will get like because they're because you know like. They're like, like innovative animation, innovative films, yeah, and such like you know films that like really transcend the medium of animation. But like yeah. they're just being pu- they're just being pushed aside. Like they're not even it's get- like they're not even getting like a day and date release. 
yeah, it's like Encanto. Oh yeah, like we're you know we're we're not we're not pushing that aside. It's like, well, dude, what the hell? Yeah, like, like I, yeah, look at how many awards that Pixar movies have have garnered. Yeah, yeah I mean, granted, for, like, for it, them, Encanto had like a, a short theatrical window before going to Plus, but at least ha- at, le- at least had a theatrical window at one point. Yeah, yeah, give it give it that uh, give it that just do there. You know, it just it's really unfortunate that Pixar again third time uh, just on the short end of it. It's kind of uh, it's, it, it sucks. Yeah. Now here's my question. Do you think Lightyear is going to follow the suit and go straight to Plus? No. No, they're going to put Lightyear in a theater. I don't think so either. I, f- I feel like... There's no way in hell. Yeah. Cause I, I thought, like, I'll, I'll be fucking pissed if it does. There's no way in hell that I don't, thing's going on. No. I don't think it will, just because Lightyear has some form of brand recognition. Which is something, oh, yeah. A which hu- something huge last, recognition, yeah. Something the last three Pixar movies didn't have. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like those had to like sell on on the quality of the Pixar name. Where like Lightyear, you at least have the name Buzz Lightyear attached to it. So like I feel like there, I feel like there's yeah, no way it's it skips theaters. But that thing's oh, safe. I'm, that thing is absolutely I'm so, safe. I'm so goddamn scared. I'm so goddamn scared. No, I wouldn't be. They're not gonna. That's that's. I I I would like a hundred percent guarantee. I would like a Joe Namath win the Super Bowl guarantee on this. You know, I, I really they, there's no way in hell there is no way they they put that in to uh, streaming. They would lose so much money doing it like that. There's no way. Yeah, I think like if Lightyear is good, I think that could be like a potentially billion dollar movie. Absolutely. I mean, if it stays, you know, and if we get, you know, hopefully things get get better here with uh, COVID. With, Again, with, we're still talking with, about with, this. Is this crazy? Yeah, two years in. Can we stop this already? I thought we were gonna do. Oh, ha ha! You know, chance and rusted contagion. We can laugh back at that. It's like no, it's <laughs> no, it's a going. fucking way of we're it's a fucking going. way of life now, man. It's it it sucks. This, 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 this is just our life now. This this just how this yeah. is how we do. This is how I we mean, do things. This is just what we do now. This is how we roll. You know. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Turning red is set for a release on March 11, twenty twenty one, directly to Plus, which is kind of sad. But yeah, what are you gonna do? And uh, but speaking of billion dollar movies, you got to give a big congratulations to the creative team of Spider Man No Way Home. First movie, hell yeah! In nearly three years to cross a billion dollars. Wonder why? I wonder why. <laughs> was, there a pandi- was there a pan? Was there a pandemic going around or some shit? But yeah, no. Uh. I, th- I feel like I feel like the shows that I mean, granted, this was like this was when Om- Om- Omnicron wasn't like you know like as bad as it is right, as it is right now. Yeah, but I, I feel mean, like it's, people were yeah. ready for like a big event movie, and Spider-Man got to be that big event movie. But that's great, though. It was, it's nice to feel normal. It's nice to go out and, and, and just experience that. I mean, regardless, I mean, we go to the movies all the time anyway, but it's like it's nice to share that with more of an audience. You know what I mean? Get that the oohs and ahs and oh my or like uh, Toby or Andrew. You know, like it's 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 super cool. You know, it's it's yeah. it's cool to see that stuff and hear that. You know, when you're watching movies. No, agreed. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that this is this is great. This is something that movie theaters desperately needed. Yeah, for sure. This, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've seen the movie twice now. Given that, given what's going to be releasing in the next couple of weeks, I might. Well, given the lack of release, I should say in the next couple of weeks, I might go see it again. Who knows? <laughs> I got to play catch up. I I can wait. I'll, yeah. I got. I still got to play catch. up. I'm still behind, but um, definitely. I mean, fantastic film. Yeah, for sure. Or is it an amazing film? Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. uh speaking speaking of potentially amazing oh well, oh boy uh no 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 i, I mean i mean that sincerely this time uh okay. wes anderson is, is returning to the ro- world of roald doll 
Uh, it's going to be adapting uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar and Six More, which is okay. a collection of short stories by Roald Dahl. It's going to be adapting that into a feature film for Netflix because they do have all the Roald Dahl, all, all the Roald Dahl rights now. Hell and, yeah. Uh, set for, uh, no, no release yet, but they do have a cast that includes Benny Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Ray Fiennes. I can do it. I can. I can dig it. Yeah, I mean, especially because like the last time he did a Roald Dahl adaptation, it was I thought was fairly excellent. Which the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I think he has the sensibility that are better perfect for Roald Dahl. I like yeah. every actor he has chosen. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, I am definitely excited. What do you, What do you think about uh, uh, what's Anderson adapting this book? He's perfect for a short story, though. That's basically what his movies are. Like, French Dispatch was pretty much that. It was a yeah. series of short stories. Of and, and fr- French Dispatch was really good, by the way. I, I, um, I did see it. It was, it was quite good. I liked it. I, I did like it. I, I dig I dig the... Um, it was nice to... It, yeah, it was just nice to see different actors and actresses. I mean, yeah, you're going to get his the usual suspects, but it's it was nice to, to have... Um, what the hell is her name? Elizabeth uh, from uh, Handmaid's Tale. What's her name? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. It was great to see her, like in, in like, like pretty much in like a starring role in in, in his work. But yeah, he, his his stuff works perfectly for short stories. So I think Roald Dahl is like perfect for for him. Um, I think that like like you said, Fantastic Mr. Fox was really enjoyable. Um, it was kid friendly and just like his like Roald Dahl's works, they're kid friendly. I think this is a perfect choice for it. Yeah, absolutely. I know no one is releasing, but he's also working on Asteroid City, the massive ensemble piece he's doing, starring Tom Hanks among others. And uh, yeah, this uh, this this is a guy who just like people will people will go to work for. People will really yeah. show up to work for, and I cannot wait to see uh, who. I cannot wait to see who else uh, they get signed on for this. Uh, next piece we're talking about. Well, speaking of Netflix. Um. <laughs> did you like Red Notice? I hope you did because Netflix is cranking out two sequels back to back, presumably with uh, The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds and director Mar- Ross Marshall Thurber all returning. Russell, have you seen Red Notice yet? I have not. It's one I want to see. Um, it looks funny. It looks enjoyable. I, mean, it's, I just it's one I feel like I have to see next. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I, I feel like I really need to watch this. Um, I, I did see the the Lost Daughter though. Um, that was a fantastic film. That's one. I told you about that. Olivia Coleman is really. Olivia Coleman's gonna get an Oscar nomination, uh, yeah. and Maggie Gyllenhaal is probably gonna get, get a Best Screenplay nomination. Oh, uh, Coleman's fantastic in the movie, and um, so is Dakota Johnson. Oh, she's in it. Yeah, Dakota Johnson's in it. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, but yeah, yeah no, uh, but yeah, um, if you like Red Notice, which. I don't know many people who do. Everyone I know who's and, uh, seen it does not care for it. And uh, we can't tell you because uh, we, we didn't see you. it. We haven't seen it yet. We, we'll, we'll see. So we failed you. We'll, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll tell you next week if we're excited for two more Red Notice sequels. Yeah, yeah. Something I am, sure. exci- some, something I am excited for, though. Uh, the Quiet Place spinoff, which was going to be directed by Jeff Nichols, uh, mm-hmm. He he dropped out, and he is being replaced by Michael Sarnowski, who directed 2021's Pig. Uh, which, okay. Did you, ever, did you ever see Pig? I did see Pig. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you like it? I liked it. I mean, it was different. Uh, definitely, uh, it's it's definitely a Nicolas Cage film now. This is what he does now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was it was good though. I quite liked it. Was it okay. I quite liked it a lot. Uh, so, what do you think about him directing a Quiet Place movie? Makes sense. I mean, definitely like a dark desolate type film yeah i could see it now 
follow-up question. Would Nicolas Cage be able to survive the world of the quiet place? Oh, I don't know. I doubt it. He's just too he's too loud. I don't know. I don't think he could. Even at his quietest, his eyes are still too loud for these goddamn monsters. You you would hear him. You would hear clicking. Yeah. You'd hear his eye sockets. Yeah. I'm gonna say no on that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't last. But I do think this. I do think this is a, this is a good fit, and I, I like. It. I, I really like Pig a lot. Might mm-hmm. potentially could be my, my, make my top ten upon further reflection. But ooh. I mean, we'll, we'll tease. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But no, yeah, I do think that uh, this is a good fit. I'm excited to see what he what this director does next because I think I think Pig was his first feature, so I'm excited to see what he follows that up with. Uh, next thing we're talking about is there is apparently a Hell or High Water series in the works for Fox. Not FX. Fox. Uh, Hell or High Water being the 2016 drama in which uh, Chris Pine and Ben Foster play brothers Robbing Banks. Uh, however, there's no word on if any of the cast nor writer Taylor Sheridan are involved with the project. Uh, Russell, how'd you, li- how'd you like the original Hell or High Water? You ready for this one? You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. That's I it was, I know that's that's a huge one. Um, a, it was that, one, that, and I know shock. it's on Netflix right now. That's a shock. Um, I feel like you would love that movie, and I feel like I would too. It's just one of the ones that just got away from me, and I said I would, I'd watch. I'll, I'll get to it, and then five years later, here we are. I haven't watched it yet. I need to, I need to jump on that. Yeah. But what did I do? What did I start last night instead? The Descendants, because that's what you do, right? The Descendants. Like, you go Alex, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne, The Descendants. Okay. That's, a, that's a good. That's a good movie. It's a fa- it's a fantastic film. I just it's been a while since I've seen it. and It was on Amazon Prime, so I was like, "What the hell? Why not?" So I started that. I, I do need to get to the Hell or High Water, though. We'll have to do that. Yeah. So soon, uh, <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I actually really love Hell or High Water. One, one of my favorite films from that year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a long term series would work. I also I'm also very curious how it would work without Sheridan involved because I feel like his script was the real driving force of that movie. Yeah. Uh, did get him his first and so far only best uh, screenplay nomination, which is crazy because he has a lot out there that yeah he does especially especially like wind like well he had wind three River back to back which were all like excellent and then yeah. two that were like okay yeah wind river oh fantastic yeah uh, but yeah no I I'm very curious like who they get involved for this I I, I don't think it I don't think it couldn't it, I don't think it could not work yeah I mean yeah yeah it definitely would be nice to have some. Shared and behind it somehow, yeah, especially in some because like you know, capacity. Yellow, especially because Yellow Sub's apparently really good. I, have, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I might have to now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next thing we're talking about, uh, Rooney Mara was cast to play Audrey Hepburn in an upcoming biopic from uh, Calling by Your Name and Spirit director Luca Guadagnino. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, no word on what the what era is going to cover, or who else is going to be in it, what this movie exactly is about, but. Luca Guadagnino signing up to anything, something I'm, it's, I'm like always going to be very much interested in, just because I've, I've yeah, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I think he's an interesting. I think he's an interesting director. Yeah, I mean, you can direct "Call Me by Your Name" and then what's Suspiria? Yeah, the remake, right? Yeah, uh, but it's, it's crazy. How you but also, from. like, it's I, I do like Rene, I like Rene Mara like way more than I realized, oh. just because oh. she's a great actress. Like looking at looking at pictures, she does look a lot like she, Audrey Hepburn, and she's just fantastic in anything she's in. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Russell, what do you what do you what do you think about you hearing this 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 combo yeah. come together? I'm down. Yeah, I I, I like Luca Guadagnino. Um, I think he's a he's a he's a good director. Definitely can dabble on both sides of you know. I mean, not afraid to tackle genres. Um, and Rooney Mara, we just we just talked about uh, what uh, Midnight 
<clears throat> what the hell is midnight? What now? I I drew a blank. Midnight Mass. Mid- no, what the hell is a Brad Bradley Cooper? Not Midnight. Oh, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Jesus like, Lord, what? I'm 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 everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. No, Nightmare Alley. She was fantastic in. Yeah, I mean, she's good in anything she does. I mean, she was great in you know Girl to Dragon Tattoo. Good enough in the well social network. She wasn't too too much. She was good in the social network, but not was, in it as she much. Was, she's in one scene in social network. Ah, but still phenomenal. She was what on the date scene, right? Yeah, and, the breakup no, no, scene. Yeah, she was yeah. like in the very beginning. Yeah, was, yeah, and a Ghost Story. She's fantastic, and I mean, she's a great, she's a really good actress. So I'm on board. Someone's probably got good, probably, she's probably she's, got, she's got to win an Oscar at some point, right? She has. She's like the Sorcy Ronan. She's your like Florence Pugh. Um, I mean, she's a little bit old. She's a lot older, uh, a little bit older than them, but uh, definitely got to win an Oscar somewhere along the line. Yeah. Uh, last story we're talking about is uh, all about the devil in the wh- devil in White City. Uh, so you heard Uh-oh. this? No, I didn't hear about this. So okay, so, the, so you, haven't, you haven't heard this. You haven't heard this book either, have you? No. Okay. <laughs> what gave it away? That uh, that that huh? Huh? Okay. So yeah, the yeah. Devil, <laughs> devil in the White City is a story about an arch- uh, about an architect whose work built up to the nineteen sorry the eighteen ninety three World's Fair, in which serial okay. killer H H Holmes uses the fair to attract women to kill them. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's it's and uh, H. H. Holmes is a criminal figure that some often credit being the first modern serial killer. Now okay. the past adaptation of this has been interesting. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio purchased the rights to this film back in twenty. Purchased the film rights to this book back in twenty ten. Uh-huh. Uh, it was going to be a film, of course, directed by Martin Scorsese, which would starred him. What? Uh, no. But you know. They, went, they had to work on other things. It went cold, but it's not come back. And it's being developed as a series for Hulu uh, with both uh, DiCaprio and Scorsese producing. Well, it just came back in the news because they're looking at someone to star. And who's the last person you would expect to be working with both DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese? I can't. Adam Sandler. Okay, that's, okay not quite what I expected. No. Uh, right. Keanu Reeves is being looked really? like a star in this. Oh, wow. Okay. Something I never. Adam Sandler seemed a lot for, further out. Nothing I, nothing I ever thought I'd see in like the modern day. Keanu Reeves is going to be working with Martin Scorsese. So it's the Keanu sauce, man. I'm telling you. It is. Uh, and also, uh, it was reported that Todd Field is going to be directing the first two episodes Ooh, of this. Nice. Yeah, that sounds sounds super interesting. I I I, I can dig it. Yes, uh, I I can dig it. I think it's, I think it's oh, really absolutely. cool, and I want to see what Keanu does in the hands of these people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude. Yeah, I'm just like, it's gonna watch it be like a completely different Keanu that we've never seen we've before. Never seen this kind of Keanu before. Like he'll never say whoa or oh. oh like, yeah. It's like cut that shit out. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> what are you doing with that shit? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we're on that one that's going to premiere on Hulu, but it's in the works and it looks like it's going to be coming along fairly soon. Uh, the sheer thought of that is making me really uh, start to sweat. Yeah, I'm starting to tap, tap, tap <laughs> my feet here. Huh? What about that little segue for you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, we Welcome to our movie of the week, which is Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, so, yeah, Dear Evan Hansen was based on the 2016 Broadway smash. Uh, won several Tonys, including Best Musical, Best Book for a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Actor, among many, many others. So, of course, like, naturally, when a musical's out on Broadway, like, somebody tries to be like, you know what? We're going to do this. <laughs> this is going to be a major motion picture. Yeah. Uh, now we got, they had some talented people behind it. You got uh, Steven Jabosky, 
uh, who did write, who did uh, direct both Parks Being a Wallflower and Fantastic Film uh, Wonder, both of which are great. Fantastic uh, film. Got Steve. You got Steve Levinson, who wrote the musical, uh, behind it, and in an ultimate show, an ultimate show of nepotism. Mark Platt, father of star Ben Platt, is producing this. What? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> everyone in the picture said yes, 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 and the audience immediately. One voice said no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, movie was panned by critics, did horribly at the box office, and is regarded as one of the worst musicals of the 2020s. We're only two years in. Here, here we go. <laughs> so, what is it about this musical that rubbed people such that rubbed people such the wrong way? Sadly, there's only one way to find out. Dun, dun, dun. This is Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Oh boy! We start out this movie meeting our our titular main character Evan Hansen, played by the clearly not a high schooler Ben Platt. Yeah, not a high schooler, and um, definitely heavily medicated. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about this real quick because his, his his casting was something that garnered a lot of controversy leading up to it. I mean, he, but granted, on paper it makes sense. He originated his role on Broadway. He's a great singer. He's a pretty solid actor. Biggest problem is this kid, like. And here's the thing. Here's why he works on Broadway but doesn't work on the big screen. Yeah. You see, on Broadway, you're taken by the. You're supposed to see the production. You're supposed to see the fallacy. You're supposed to see all the work that all these people are putting into what you're seeing on stage, and have to get it. Have to get perfectly right in front of a live audience. Like yeah. that's kind of the point of theater. Movies are different. Movies are supposed to suck you in and bring you into this story and bring you into like this immersive environment. And you can't do that when you're constantly looking at this dude who's almost thirty playing a high schooler. Yeah, and just he just he's so socially awkward. Um, he's always quivering or, or has some kind of sweat perspiration of some sort on his face. Um, you know, it it just yeah, it's just it's you, you see it throughout this whole entire film. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that like like Chibosky said like it was either Ben Platt or nobody. She just got him with nobody. <laughs> Yeah, just don't even do it. Just leave it and, a uh, play. The thing is, like, he looks bad on his own. He looks worse when you put him With against like, actors who look like they're in high school. And on top of it, you're throwing, like, makeup and stuff on him, too. Like, he's clearly doesn't look like Ben Platt. He's definitely got some makeup on him, I, I would say. Yeah, like, by proxy, makes it look, like, makes it look older. Like, doing the opposite of his movie. It's taking, it's taking you out of the movie. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem with his casting. But look, his casting aside... It would be fine if it would be fine. If, look, him looking like a thirty-year-old is one is one thing. Yeah. But the what he does in this movie makes his casting even worse, and we will talk about it as we go on. Oh yeah. But yeah, we get our first number, and look, Ben Blake, like I said, solid singer. Oh, the guy can sing, and I think you know our commentary. We're gonna we're gonna gush over because he has a great voice. I mean, that's 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 facts. Um, yeah. But like this, this this opening number, the editor the editor's going a little crazy. You know, this is like every time I say just like okay, cut. There's like the YouTube videos where it's like every time someone said this word, the song gets faster. Well, it's like every yeah. time they see says tap, he just cuts to a different angles. Like cut, 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 cut. Yeah, he's like Edward Scissorhands there with cutting it. But uh, yeah, and then you're waiting for everybody to come in and that big vocal scene and that big happens. crowd scene, and it doesn't happen, man. You're like, <gasps> and oh. no. Yeah, with that, with that mean is uh, his homie, or as close thing he's got to his homie, uh, Jared, played by uh, Nick Dadani, guy, the guy from uh, fucking Escape Plan. 
Yeah, yeah he, he's a he's giant asshole. I'm sorry, by not, the way. Not escape, plan, escape room. Who? And yes, he is an ass. He is an asshole. In fact, he giant. is one of the. He is one of the biggest Shit, asshole people, in a movie yeah. full of complete assholes. He's a shitty person. He's a shitty person. He's a super shitty person. He's a shitty person. He's a shitty friend. Yeah, he's not even a friend. He's like, not even it's a like, friend. Ugh. Like, he's like, why are you hanging out with this dude? You don't even like him. It's like, dude. Yeah, it's like, don't even like talk. To, like, why even hang out with him if it's such a chore? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do any of this if it's such a chore? I mean, like, you don't want to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Just say no. Yeah. Just say no to friendship. I mean, granted, he's not the worst person in this movie by the time it's all said and done. But God, it... no, but he's he's definitely on the top three. Yeah, but he is he is such an ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then uh, we then see the over the uh, you know the sort of catalyst for the whole plots. Uh, Connor Murphy, played by Colton Ryan, a role he mm-hmm. understudied for on Broadway. Uh, he's a guy who like constantly picked on. So much so that people are willing to openly make school shooter jokes right right to his yeah. face. Yeah, and Which, what does somebody do who gets picked on is he picks on other people. Yeah, but also like Why not? No, no one's making school shoot, school shooter jokes in public. Yeah, that's uh, a little over the edge there. That's a little bit too much. It's a little um, yeah, besides Columbine, there's been quite a few. There's been a, a lot. There's been a big well, paper trail there, of school there's shootings. There's been a uh, surprising Surprising amount. Yeah, Sandy Hook. I mean, you have a, you have a bunch of them. Now we should now we should Probably have mentioned sh- we yeah. should have mentioned earlier that uh, dear uh, Evan Hansen is set to uh, he he was assigned by his therapist to write himself letter write himself letters yeah. every day. It's um, like a therapy like a, as a coping as like a therapy to himself to help him get better, help him acclimate him to socialize a little bit yeah. more, give him goals to set for himself to try to accomplish you know what i mean and like you see this movie's very trying to like make it like a statement about mental health here's the problem yeah. i feel like i feel like this movie fundamentally misunderstands mental health why it sabotages it because right after uh he gets his ass chewed out by uh connor murphy uh, he runs th- he runs the library starts typing this letter in public again chance and i'll tell you in a it's a it's a no no. Look yeah. at if you watch Love Simon, you don't do that stuff in public, yeah. dude. Not only would you not write this letter in public, you'd most certainly not print this letter in public. With four people waiting in line at the printer, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Anyway. Uh, uh, Connor Murphy sees him in a. Oh, we forgot to mention he he has an arm cast because he. This is, is the dumbest shit. He he broke his arm. He broke his arm trying to climb a tree. Which we see a hundred different variations of it throughout back the to, film. Just in case you forgot. that Wait, he has a cast. Yeah, he we, has a cast. We know. Just to let you know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he he gets he gets uh, re-cornered by Connor Murphy in the library. Um, he kind of apologizes. They have a bit of a moment where he's just like, you know, I'll, I'll sign your cast. I'll, be, I'll pretend we have friends. Oh, Completely undone in like literally a couple seconds later. Oh yeah, undone in like ten in the preceding oh. ten seconds. Or, oh, like, yeah. He he picked this letter like sees that it mentions his name, and yeah. it's like what you saw me in the library. He's all this fucked up shit about my sister. And so he he takes the letter. He just goes cra- yeah. He takes the letter. Leaves school. Evan has the library. He's popping. He's popping pills. He's, he's like he's popping pills. He's sweating. He's he's quivering. He's getting so nervous. He like, and he, he really like that, like that dude yeah. at the club who just did coke for the first time. 
like he is literally bugging out thinking that Connor is going to go on social media and publish this letter. Like that's the least of this kid's worries. I don't think, I mean like why Connor Murphy guarantee doesn't even have social media. Yeah. And also like, dude, look at you. Your, your, your mental health, your anxiety is a no, is no secret. Yeah, I mean, we're, you're you're nervous. You're yeah. making me nervous. You, 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 you being nervous, you're not, you're making not, me nervous. You're not fooling nobody. <laughs> yeah, you got you got problems. We'll give it to you. But then like he's like he's taking pills off the floor. He drops them and, and he blows off on it and, and puts it in his mouth. That's a bathroom floor. That's probably just piss on there. Just he's, think about that for a second. He's got a staff. He's got a staff infection. Yeah. So you just yeah you got more more to worry about than a letter. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, he has more stuff to worry about. Like, the fact that his mom is constantly neglecting him for work. Oh, yeah. Always trying to make dates. Oh, yeah, we'll do Taco Tuesday, or we'll do this, we'll do that. Always bailing, always it's choosing like, work over oh, her son. I gotta work. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, fucking uh, Michael Fassman in the, in the Snowman, where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna do stuff. I, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I got a different life. I'm actually not going to work, uh, Evan. I'm actually just going to go to the bar and I, I, drown I, my sorrows. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to the bar, just, you know, having with you. Shit. I thought we were going to have tacos. I can't. I got to work. Uh, but anyways, uh, Evan Hansen goes to school the next day. Uh, no word on whether the letter posted online or not. But he does get called to the principal's office. Oh, boy. He's going to get nervous. Uh, yes. Uh, turns out uh, Connor Murphy's parents are there, played by Amy Adams and Cold Case's own Danny Pino. Again, Amy Adams looks just like Juliet Moore, Evan Hansen's mom. Julianne Moore, yeah. Julianne Moore. I yep. think they gave Julianne a dye job <laughs> so they wouldn't look too much alike. Like a like a like she's an older Amy Adams. Yeah, she kind of is. Uh, yeah. We see that they have the letter that Connor took from him. And we find out that oh boy, Connor killed himself. Uh that's completely crazy. Completely out of left field. Yeah. And apparently that's the only thing that they that they have left. He never did any other like form of writing or like yeah. jotting stuff down no, and no, it's just this letter no, that no, Evan Hansen this, this letter that yeah. Evan wrote to himself. Uh now a smart person would think, like, you know, now's the time to tell him that, uh, yeah, Connor didn't write this. I have anxiety problems, and my therapist, which, like, yeah, homework, like, gave a, me homework. It's be a time to say that, but, which, to be fair, he does try to do it at this point, but, oh, what a coincidence. Uh, he see, they, they see that his name is written on his cast. What? <laughs> it's like, no oh, way. No way. Well, he didn't sign it that big, did he? Oh no! It's signed, I think it's like the whole big, cast. Bold, like like <laughs> sign the whole cast. Sign the whole cast. Up and down that motherfucker. Ain't nobody can sign that cast because Connor signed the whole thing. Connor has laid claim to the entire cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, they invite him over for dinner, and he says, "You know what? This is ridiculous. I'm just gonna go home, go over and tell him the truth." You know. But this, it, he does like you know what? This could be a chance to get a little closer to his sister who I've had a crush on. For but he, years, yeah, but he also does see the hurt that's in you yeah. know what I mean in Julianne Moore's uh, so, talking her 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 demeanor. Like she can tell, like the she's really mourning the like the son uh, pretty hard. Obviously yeah. harder than the, the stepfather. The stepfather, like, you, don't, you don't give a fuck. He's like I, that ain't blood. Like, yeah, that ain't blood. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's call it. I gotta pay. I didn't make that. I didn't make that kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So. He goes over to dinner. 
You see, like, you know, like, they're having, like, a very conflict. Like you said, they're having very conflicting feelings for what kind yeah. of, you know, like, 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 what are the good things? Like, ask Evan, like, yeah, Evan, what are the good things? He's just like, you know, I, there's one time with trees. I don't know. It's stupid. Evan Hansen, not very good. Not very good at improv. Until, until he no. is. Until he is. So. Yeah. yeah all of a he sudden. He brings up trees and all, and <laughs> coincidentally. It just so happens that Connor had a significant location in his life involving trees. What? I mean, this apple orchard that they that, that, kids. that the family just loves to go to all the time. Yeah. And like they just like start filling in his they start filling in his story for him. It's like, dude, don't. Don't say anything. Let Evan run take it and run with it. It's this is Evan's story. Let's see what let's see. Build your story, Evan. Yeah, like don't don't get cuz like, they basically like write the entire story for him. Yeah, so Evan's just like, yeah, sure, that's like, what yeah, we did. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah, we absolutely did that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So he goes on this like he goes on another song, which is something you know about the, about Pace and Paul, which this is, this is a question they had a lot for the Greatest Showman, which I do like, but I do understand when people say like, like all the songs sound the same. Yeah. This movie very much has that problem. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to get songs to just. Well, it's not hard, but it seems like that's a common trope that we see in musicals. A lot of the songs. Oh wait, didn't I just hear that song? Yeah. Or is it just? Uh, yeah, you you do run into that problem with musicals. But it's a not. Lot. But it's not like you know like something like Wayne Mays where like they intentionally borrow melodies for like and they yeah. actually reuse melodies. No, these oh, yeah. songs are supposed to like stand on their own, but they all sound the exact same. And like it's yeah. it's very much. It feels. I don't know. I feel like every song will be like the big song. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a couple I mean, we've talked about. It. There's definitely a couple that we enjoy, but I mean, yeah. for the most part, back end of the film we'll actually talk about too. But like, it's just like a lot of the back end of the movies. It's, it's it's all like you're hitting the same same beats, same same song, same sound. Like for like for example, he goes back to school the next day and they decide, you know what? I need, I need, okay, fine. I'm not, I'm in too deep, even though I'm only in like a foot of water. I'm in too deep. I gotta, yeah, so I, gotta I gotta I gotta jump. I gotta jump. <laughs> I gotta jump. <laughs> I gotta jump into the ocean, guys. This is what I gotta do. Yeah. So. He decides to recruit his friend to help him forge emails to make of a friendship of a friendship so can, that never yeah, existed. To have like a paper trail of a of a of a of a forged, formed friendship. I mean, it's it's completely absurd and crazy, and it seemed like so much work. Just come out and tell the truth. Yeah, there, there seems like a lot of that for no reason. Yeah, too much extra work. Yeah, but I will say the song that comes out of it, which is sincere, sincerely me, it's probably my favorite song of the entire movie. It's funny, and you know we did talk about that in the commentary. If you guys check it out, um, it, I, I do like it too. I mean, it likes to poke fun at editing, yeah. um, and, and then redoing it. I, I think that is fun. It's definitely the the only song on the soundtrack or on the in the movie that actually does that. There is like a, a humor humor to it, so it is it is definitely a uh, yeah, it's got, pleasant. It's got uh, a different feel. It's got, a, it's got a different tempo. Yeah. It's got a different like okay, I, I can I can jive with this. I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, they, they, you know, this whole song, they forge all the all these emails and decide to hand them off to the Murphy family uh, regarding their friendship. Oh boy! Which already you're just like, okay, you're already like doing bad stuff. Now you're like making it worse. It's just like, and just when you you think that you're just buried deep, you just get deeper and deeper. But also, man, these people didn't know shit about their son, and they and they think this is his writing. Yeah, I mean, it's completely very. It's it's definitely not. I mean, it's somebody that has really like has feelings and has, you know, emotions and stuff like that. And from what we gather, and that's the other thing that that hurts us. We don't really know Connor that well. Do you know what I mean? Um, we just have that 
burst out against Evan and, and him getting made fun of, that's all we know about the kid. You know what I mean? So it, it does make it harder to uh, sympathize with a character like that without knowing the character. We also see like the strange relationship they have with with it, with it. Yeah, he have with his family in this, in this next song, which is no no requiem, yeah. in which uh, the sister played by uh, Ka- Caitlin Dever and the parents are singing about. What do you think? The song is about how like you know like ah he's dead, but yeah we don't, we don't, we don't, we, don't, we don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah. the weird thing is the mom singing is singing it too, and she very much gives a fuck that her son is dead. She's absolutely the one that's completely invested in the death. I, the the sister and the uh, stepdad, not so much, but definitely uh, yeah, Julianne like, Moore. Like, Amy Adams. You see, you see, you hear the problem. Or Amy Adams. See, see, there we it would just happen. See, see what the hell I did. But yeah, yeah, like like the mom singing this song makes no sense. Yeah, from a narrative standpoint. But also, yeah, makes it doesn't no really sense make as her, as her like, cor- like Vin Diesel quarter miling this this stretch of road and being able to stop <laughs> at a stoplight. Oh uh, yeah, there's there's absolutely no way you're going 80, 90 miles an hour. There's no way you're stopping, and there's no way you're you're catching that light. You're going through it. Yeah. And on top of it, it's the most isn't it the most like unpopulated area yeah. ever in this what? in this town? What town is this? Wouldn't any other town just have blinker lights because there's nobody coming? There's nobody here. Where like, is why this? would why would you have a why have a solid light? If there's nobody there. That thing would be a blinker. You'd be able to blow through that. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Evan Hansen again decides to just add to like the list of the list of like shitty things he's doing, which I do have a list. We'll go over. We'll go over at the end, at the end of this at the end of this episode oh, at the end of this review. Boy. Decides oh, to try and wait. use this to try and call on his way into Connor's sister's pants. Uh, this next song is basically about how he's trying to he's trying to you know use everything he likes about her to you know under the guise of oh no this this is all stuff Connor said. That he told me. Pretty much sed- seduce her, though. It's, it's really yeah. what he's trying to do. Yeah. It's just like, damn, like you're, you're just like you're just like not getting any better of a human being. And this is the big problem. Like, not only does he not look like a high schooler, this feels like a guy impersonating a high schooler who's just doing these horrendously awful things to people. And this isn't even <laughs> the worst of it. Uh, and, and again, we'll talk about how like you feel sympathetic, you don't, you do, you don't, you jump back and forth. But the more and more you see him bury himself in it, you're like, ugh, oof. Man, how deeper can we get? Then uh, something else happens. Ooh, boy. Like we're, 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 like, we can't go much lower. Oh, we just did. It's like uh, Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems. Like, oh, what, what else can happen? What, what else can go what wrong? Can go you know wrong? what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, how deep can we go? How, how far the rabbit hole can we go? Yeah, he, he then has a conversation with uh, the class president, uh, Alana, played by uh, Amanda Stenberg, uh, who she's a character who, like, she, you know, she's she's like the like the mouse. She's. Potentially valedictorian, like I said, president of yeah. all these clubs, but yeah. she has a whole thing where she talks a whole song. But she, I'll, I'll give her credit. Stenberg actually did co-write the song that she sings this, in this movie with Pasek and Paul. Yeah, which is good. Which is a good song. But you can definitely tell it doesn't fit. Like it doesn't. Well, here, you know what I mean? Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, this whole song about you know like being anonymous about how you know like there are some people who like don't like to show like their men- their mental health on the yeah. outside. And then people get good at hiding it, like you want to make it make it feel safe for people to to do to do such a thing. Yeah. Keep this in mind for later in the movie. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're just gonna put a pin in in, in this little point right here. We're gonna hang it up on the coat hanger for yeah, now. Yeah, because it's gonna become very important later on in the film. <laughs> but anyway, so she she convinces him to you know. Because nobody wants to talk at Conor's memorial because, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> nobody, yeah. won't, nobody wants to speak. No one wants to do anything. 
we're going to have Evan Hansen do it. Because, you know, you're the only one uh. that people believe knew Connor. Awkward. Yeah, so... Uh, Awkward. This is, uh, yeah, uh, this is the thing where... Yeah, this is the guy Oof. who should... You look at me, he, he should just should not be speaking. If he had a gray shirt, that thing would have been sucked, man. <laughs> Uh, let's just let's just call it what it is, dark, man. That dark thing, colors, Evan. Dark colors. Oh, he has to do because like he is. Oof. He's shaking. He's like he's just he's a, he's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so he he can't get the speech out. He's trying, but then he does something that really kind of puts into question the whole the whole you know facade, the whole framing of this musical. Oh yeah. He, he knocks on the mic and then he goes into a song. Now you know in musicals. Oh, <laughs> now you you know in musicals where, you know, people like burst in a song and it's either like you know like that's how the world works, or that, like that's how the world works because you know like it's it's musicals it's embellished or you know they're singing it but like any any like bystander doesn't think they're singing. Yeah. Here they acknowledge that he's singing, but like, who would like it, it, it's weird. Like you can't really like, get a, get a grasp of, like what we want you to see and what it's not if that makes sense. <laughs> but also, like, he is he like is he making up the song on the spot? Is this premeditated? Like, what yeah. is happening did, here? Did he did he wanna like drop his cue cards and start sweating and shaking well, and then part of the say, X. you know what? I'll fix those fuckers that are laughing. Like, I'm showing it. Oh yeah, watch this shit. Yeah, you think I'm choking right now on mom's spaghetti? My knees are look they do they look weak and <laughs> arms are heavy, but no, he's he's gonna do it, man, and he just belts his song out. Yeah. Now and this this is this is like the big inspirational this is supposed to be the biggest inspirational song in the movie which is you will be found, uh, which is supposed to be about you know like you know everyone's like you know like mental like mental health you know, it's, it's okay to acknowledge and like you you will you will get help, and like it's like he gets caught he becomes like a, a international phenomenon with all these people like saying like coming like coming out saying like thank you Evan Hansen for showing for showing me you know like the, the, the light path. The thing is though the whole time you're watching you can't help but realize like. Shit, this is this is all based on false pretenses, and it's kind of yeah. Gross. I mean, yeah, you're true. I mean, it, it is. Uh, the kid doesn't look like he's in a good position. Like when you you hear all the shit that he's trying to like cover up, it's just like, oh man. Yeah, it's just like, like, dude, like, I I know this supposed to be like the inspirational song, but like, it doesn't help when you have a character who's literally gaslighting several other characters in the movie. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but at least he finally gets a dad. It looks like he gave a damn about his son. Yeah, I mean, this is a scene here, I guess, where he really just comes out and kind of, you can really tell he, he starts to care now. It, it, it hit him a little bit later. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it is nice, but, I mean, again, it just doesn't feel as as genuine or as natural as Amy it, Adams. It, it, no, it, it does yeah. But, like, like not, nothing about this entire moment feels genuine, and that's a big problem. No. No, everybody's in their, everybody's in a different movie. Yeah. Now... At, now you watch this movie without, without knowing the running time. Without knowing where you are, you feel like this is where it's starting to wrap up. Mm, Wrong. We still got like forty-five minutes left. No, we still, we have, still got about we still a have an hour left of the movie. Uh, I was being nice. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's another problem with this film. The pacing in this is just non-existent. No, um, especially the back end. Um, this movie suffers, and again, we'll, we'll set it in the commentary. It's about a half hour too long. You yeah. could easily. Gift wrap bow tie this thing hour forty five a buck fifty. Yeah, the yeah the back the back end of this movie is just ugh, it's just so you're just, you're just sitting there waiting for like just like oh my god please end. 
Like somebody, somebody jump off the tree. Somebody jump out of the tree. Somebody jump out of the tree. Because <laughs> if you don't, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, we see. Yeah, we see that uh, they started this con- this Connor project and the whole, their whole thing. They're going to try and reopen the apple orchard, a, a thing that apparently costs like, what was it, a hundred hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, like to plant trees. Like what? Like, like what? how big? What is this orchard growing? What you, are what you, you doing? building a football? What are you spending this money? Are you building on? a football stadium? <laughs> Is this the Apple Orchard Stadium? Like, what are, what are you, you doing? doing? And, like, they're trying to get this done so badly that, like, they... <laughs> he, gets his, he gets his dad to sell these, like, priceless baseball items. Yeah, and he and he only goes, it's only going to get a couple hundred bucks. Uh, it's like, dude, this was the 96 Yankees team. Yeah. Like, Clearly don't know what you, hell what you have. Oh, my God. That guy, like, they, go, like, go get go get an appraisal. Like, sell us on, dude, sell yeah. us on eBay. <laughs> like, Dude, seriously, Pawn Stars be all over that. Absolutely, hundred bucks sold. Yeah, you're a dumbass. <laughs> you got future Hall of Famer Jeter on there. I mean, you got fuck, you got what? Mike Mussina. Mussina was uh, Mussina would have been on there. Mariana Rivera, Mariana Rivera Hall of Famer. Jorge Posada. Uh, Jorge Posada. Paul O'Neill. Um, wait, wait, wait was, was Scott, or- Scott 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 Brocious. Was Jorge Posada on the team uh, at that point? Let me double check. Jorge Posada was catcher. Absolutely, yeah, you're, you're in, good. In, in, in '96, uh, my, my, yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, he absolutely was. Mike Mussina was was pitching. Um, yeah. I think Clemens was part of that team too. I think I'm, Clemens I'm, was I'm, pitching I'm too with da- David Cohn. He was on the team, yeah. But like, yeah, like, yeah. It's, just, it's, so, just, it's just it's just stupid to say like it's going to go over 100 bucks. But it shows this dad knows nothing about baseball. I just, I just want to bring that up. Not that it's important. And you shouldn't block, have a ba- yeah. and you shouldn't have a baseball if you don't know anything about it. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. That's my spiel. We also see a thing between his between him and his mom are just not going well. He's skipping his therapy appointments, just like just like his mom is no place to talk though, because she's skipping out on her, her own son. She's skipping on a son's life, okay? On her so life. If he wants to miss an appointment. Miss, miss an got, appointment, okay? Miss got an appointment, Evan. You miss my life. You're missing, okay? you're you're missing, missing my, life. my life. You're missing tacos. You're missing tacos, and you're missing us talking and having that conversation at dinner on Tuesday. You're missing life, yeah. so I, I don't, don't. I don't feel don't, bad. Don't, you you don't do you, me, Evan. Don't give me shit about going. Don't try to pop me off as a therapist because you ain't yeah. you, you ain't bothered enough to talk to do some to do shit with me. Long as I, long as I take my pills, I'm a good kid, aren't I? <laughs> pop them like a Pez dispenser, right? Yeah. Uh, Fuck you, mom. Uh, and then, then you see what is this still where you see like the, him texting the dad. Like right around now, we do see we do see touch with dad. Yeah, like like there's like so many such an effort uh, trying to try to get in touch with his dad. His dad is like wants nothing to do with him. You just see all blue and nothing. If back. I if it's, I gave a shit about Evan Hansen, I would say it's a sad, but I don't. But it's like, dude, it's like this kid has like, you know, like mental health problems, and it's like you can see what like he's a product of his environment. Like he's poor kid's neglected. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, Zoe comes over, and this is their kind of like you know their big love song, which I think the biggest problem is like their chemistry is just it's not very it's, good. It's not very believable. It's not. He has more chemistry with Alana than he does with this girl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which 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 yeah is a problem. What's also a problem is be- is because he's spending too much time banging Connor's sister, he is letting his project go to ruin. He's not going to meetings, well, therefore no, oh, Therefore, man. apparently nobody else is. Yeah, because if Evan doesn't if do Evan, it, nobody else is going to pick up the slack. Out, like I'm gone. You can do this stuff all online. Like it's not that big of a deal. You don't have to have a meeting for this. Yeah, but anyways, um, 
They go they go to the uh, few nights later and oh surprise, uh, Julianne Boris decides to actually do something for her fucking son and meets his his girlfriend's parents. Mm, now you're present, huh? Now, oh, now you're here. Oh, okay. okay. Just, now you want to care. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so they go. She sees that because uh, because you know, he's been he's been spending so much time with his family uh, that he's really connected with them in a way that she hasn't been to him lately. With, has been with him with her lately, which she's angry, but it's kind of your fucking fault. Yeah, I mean, like Evan's gonna eat tacos with them because they're present. Yeah, they're okay? they're, they're here. I mean, they're like, here. They're I not get at, it. at you're, work. A, you're a single mom. You got to make your money, but they're here. And on top of it, though, it's like it's just you and, and and Evan. It doesn't look like Evan like they have like lavish lifestyle. Like, you don't and, need to be working and, that much. You can be I, present. And I will I will say like because like my like my, my mom worked a lot, but like she made time. And also like if I was as mentally unstable as this kid clearly is, you think I'm she, gonna make Taco Tuesday? Yeah, like again, like again, uh, now I know this isn't gonna happen. Absolutely, to you, your daughter's well adjusted. But say yeah. your daughter grew up and she was as un, as like unadjusted as Evan Hansen. Would you be abandoning her be, this much? I would absolutely not. I, that would give me more reason to not be abandoning her to make sure I'm, I'm even more present, if she, if you know? She, if, if Ella was popping like yeah. six pills a day, <laughs> yeah. going to therapy. Yeah, that would... Yeah, it definitely would be uh, definitely would be her crutch because, uh, you know, you just don't know what your kid's going to do. And if so, and if your kid does do something, it's on you because, like, you know, you weren't there, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely understand as oh, a parent, but yeah. Oh, but oh, but don't worry. They're both going to look bad right now because uh, the Murphy family makes an offer to Evan. Uh, be- they had because they had enough money saved up for Connor to go to college, which is <laughs> it's not going to be used now. Uh, they decided they want to give it to Evan for him to go to college. What? What? In which case, uh, what? his mom's his mom's uh, doesn't want him to do it. Which first she of, like which first she of education all, blocks him by the way yeah which She's first being, of all, not a cock block an education an education block. block which first of all fuck you fuck you mom like it's for me to go for me to go to college and second of all fuck you Evan Hansen for trying to take a dead kid's college money <laughs> under yeah, so false pretenses are, you guys are both not coming out of you this you guys are unscathed. both looking awful but mom uh, yeah your your kid's going to be getting an education you should welcome that yeah like on the same token Evan you're pretty much saying hey i'll take your dead son's money so yeah. you look like and an asshole too only reason he did not take this money because his mom wouldn't let him yeah he totally would he was absolutely gonna take it yeah uh but anyway back to the connor project uh turns out they are about what 25k short which yeah. i don't know why this project, so we, why does it have why does it even have a deadline I, at that much, would you just like be open ended, like whatever you can donate? But I think this is where we probably have to have some kind of strife in the movie, right? You is, this, is this a good? Is this a good point for strife? This, this feels like a good point for for conflict to cut to come I, Okay, in. so I, something's gonna have to happen here to yeah, really so, bump it up. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Though. Uh, well, only now is somebody questioning, like uh, you know, I don't think your story really works out the way you said it does. Wait a minute. Okay, so we're not believing Evan Hansen now. Yeah, Alana seems to be the okay. only one smart enough to like question this. And be like, uh, I don't think this really works out the way you uh, the way you said it. So, hmm. he, but he's okay. just like, oh, like, okay. oh yeah, all right. I got I got some VOS. He sends he sends her the letter, knowing damn well he wrote it himself, saying like, oh yeah, yeah. if if Connor and I weren't friends, why do you write that to me? Huh? Huh? Go try, question me again. Ooh. 
Now, wait a minute. So you've sent the letter out that you don't want anybody to see. Something's going to have to happen here, I bet. Yeah, so um, he's like, don't show, don't show that to anybody. Dun, dun, well, dun. Uh, now, remember that remember that point we talked about earlier, where like Alana was just like you know talking about making it safe to be like meant like you know safe to be you know not insecure about your mental flaws, yeah. about how it's okay Sur- to ha- you know to have surprise. Minutes. Well, <laughs> Sur- surprise! I'm letting everybody know that this, you have a problem. The same, the same girl, <laughs> like an hour later, decides. You know what? I'm gonna post a letter online. Yes, she decides to dox the dead kid. And you know what would have like she'd have felt really shit if Evan took his life because of that. Yeah, and, but also just like, what the fuck was all that about the anonymous ones earlier? Yeah, it's like I thought this was a safe place. Yeah, like again, this character would never do that. And granted, they get their money. <laughs> they yeah. got they got the hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they uh, they're they're good. Everything's good. Life is great. But this letter gets shared around, and it paints the Murphy family in a very bad light. So wait a minute. Now the Connor sisters. There's going to be something with her now. I bet, right? Oh yeah. Oh, well, this, this Russell. Hear this? <laughs> this with the whole family because he goes over, and the family is feuding. What? And Evan decides. You know what? Now is the time to come clean. He says, like, you know what? Oh, Connor what? Didn't that letter. It was it was all me. Like, what? I saw this great life. I wanted it. I'm sorry. What? You <laughs> waited to now to do it. What are you doing? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? You've let so much happen. You've let, yeah, so much happened. So much he's he's done for other people. So much he's done to his sister under false pretenses. You know she's not going to feel clean after any of this. Now, will, will people want to take the money away from the Connor Foundation? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a thing that people would probably end up doing? Like, okay, give my money back. I want a refund. Yeah, it's like, dude. I got my receipt yeah. for my refund. But it's, dude, like, I don't know. Yeah. Never know. I'm telling you. Um, but, yeah, he, he comes clean. Murray's basically saying, like, get the fuck out of my house. What? This kid has, this kid has like, anxiety and, beha- like, mental health, so... You gotta so, be fragile with him. So yeah, they, they, they counted on that to be like everything he's doing is okay, but like, no, no, we cannot, we cannot forgive some of the things he's doing. Yeah, it's oh man. Again, this is where, you know, just uh, everything's back and forth with this movie, and this is where the movie just never ends. Yeah, it, it just it never ends. And like all the songs are just like all these like slow sentimental things. We go back to he goes back to the park where uh, he fell out of the tree. He goes from being 30 to being 40 in one song. Because mm-hmm. somewhere he's, sing, he's singing like super hard. You can tell like, you can tell like he thought like, okay, this, this is going to be your Oscar clip. We know it. Yeah. But uh, this is where we find out, we find out what that, really happened. Uh, what really happened is climbing a tree was an attempt to kill himself, which that's how bad Evan Hansen sucks. He can't even kill himself right. And like Chance and I were joke. I mean, again, not funny. We're not making fun of. No, we're not making fun all, of suicide. But... We're making fun of this guy who's being who is just a total asshole. Okay, but it's like if you're gonna end your life, jumping out of a tree is not like the the most popular. Like it's survey not, it's said, not probably not ten. Like Family Feud, you would get a big red X on that. That would yeah. not be a top popular answer. Okay. Yeah, if, 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 I'm if, saying if you really want to get the job done, like this, this, this is like there's more effective ways to do this. Yeah, I mean, I just that's a painful way. Like, that's not 100% effective. 
Yeah, like you have, you, have, you have to fall at the right angle. Like it's just, it's, there's so many things <laughs> gotta, that could go wrong with this. You got to be up a lot higher too, uh, and, way, and way higher. <laughs> and way higher. You're like ten feet up in the air, dude. You're not gonna do anything. You're gonna break your arm. Oh wait, Which, you oh did. wait, you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all you're gonna do. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, Julianne Moore comes home, finally decides to check on her fucking son. Oh, okay. So a lot of time had to pass by before she wanted to step up to the plate and. Be mom handsome. Yeah, th- things had to happen. You had to, you had to get mom, mom from somebody else. Mm, okay. Before before you know, mom Hanson had to do something. I get you. Uh, she gets her she gets her own song saying like you know what you're much, you're you know you you're maybe her but I love I love you and I'm sorry I, I ain't been here yeah too little too late too little too late I already yeah because because guess what uh, I didn't eat Tuesday night I didn't have tacos because well, you canceled I didn't, get, I didn't get to have tacos because I don't want to talk to delivery uh, guys thanks mom yeah and apparently. And apparently he can't Uber or he can't DoorDash or Uber Eats anything because he's afraid of contact with people when you can actually do contactless delivery. Yeah, just have him leave. Just have him leave it at the door. <laughs> That's what I've 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 done that before just because I don't I want to leave the dogs in the house and I don't feel like fucking seeing anybody. I'm like, can you leave it in the garage at, on the on the stoop or whatever? And guess what? You get a text message and then there's a picture. The food's on your doorstep. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah, uh, so he com- he comes clean to the internet saying that he basically made everything up. The, s- the entire school hates his guts, rightfully so. So you uh, should probably relocate, go to a different school. Yeah, may- maybe change school. Maybe just like finish out your education at home. I mean, because, wait, he's a senior, so I mean, technically, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, he-, he decides to do the thing that he really probably should have fucking done from day one. Not that it's any good doing yeah. it now. Uh, he decides to try and reinsert himself back into Connor's life and try and learn more about him. Which, like, they play they play this yeah. as, like, oh, he's learned a lesson, he's doing the right thing, which, is he? I don't think he is. I mean, it's basically, he looks like an asshole, so he has to try to unlook like an asshole, you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, he's yeah. one of his uh, rehab buddies, and, like, he gets a son. Basically, gets the day kid doxed again, because this is something Connor yeah. clearly never wanted seen. Uh, yeah. And send the file via USB with Connor singing a song he wrote because he never he never he never played the songs he wrote for anybody else. Uh, yeah. Sends the USBs to his family, Alana, and for some reason, <laughs> his homie. Yeah, yeah. Who's not your homie? Who's a total asshole, by the way? Still. Yeah, and, it, and this this is this one of the songs that was written for the movie specifically. Which again, this thing that like, musicals do. They just like scotch tape on this one original song just to get a nomination, which for this Lion film, King, I E I E I E Lion King, yeah. For <laughs> this film, ain't happening. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways, uh, so it gets played. There's some. There's, I guess, that's supposed to be the resolution. Uh, the the apple orchard is reopened. Which, looking at this, like this shit costs a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're just putting seeds in dirt, man. That doesn't cost that much, right? But I was looking at this like, what the fuck did they think he was doing with Connor here? Yeah, I mean, what like, what do two... What tree did they think they climbed up and he fell out of? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he he meets his sister one last time. She's off She's off to college. She's off, she moved on with her life. And they meet there because, you know, there's like, I wanted you, I wanted you to see it. I, I wanted you to see the apple orchard the way it was supposed to be seen. Uh he clear he clears his head, and that's where the movie ends. Which okay, look, I kept I kept the tally. Here's all the shitty uh, things Evan Evan Hansen does with the runtime of this film. Got a kid to kill himself. 
Gaslight the dead kid's parents about their friendship. Email fraud to aid said gaslighting. Duped the world via phony speech and song. Use dead kid to get in sister's pants. Gaslight his own mom. Try to take the dead kid's college money. Let's counter project go to shit because he's too busy banging his sister. Gets the dead kid docs. Dead parents get hated. Dead kid's parents get hated because he gets the dead kid docs. And he gets the dead kid docs again. And then the movie ends. Man. Yeah. Ben Platt's an awful person in this movie. Ben Platt. Oh, Evan Hansen is the fucking worst. He's, he is the best villain of 2021. 2021. Oh, yeah. And uh, he will be found because we found him. We did find him. <laughs> we got we got you, son of a bitch. You uh, conned Connor, you fucker. <laughs> you right, conned everybody. It was right on it. Was right on his arm. We were too bl- we were too blind to see it. Yep, it said con on there. That's what he's doing to you guys. But yeah, Russell. Uh, final thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen? Not as bad. I mean, it's it's an okay movie. I mean, there's definitely a lot of flaws that we talked about. Um, still not one of the worst. Um, musicals I've ever seen. I think Cats probably takes the, the cake on this one. I think um, I would rather watch this than Cats. Um, but it's 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 not very concise. It's kind of sad because the director had such great hits with Wonder, with Perks of Being a Wallflower. He had that that um, young adulthood, you know, adolescent stage all covered in 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 a, in a huge, you know, uh, I guess a huge like timeline. You know, what I mean, obviously a younger kid in Wonder older teenagers going into high school and person being a wallflower. So you think you've knocked this one out. It just, just falls flat. It's, this is, this is, I think we talk about this in the commentary. This is just a movie that shouldn't be made a movie. It should just keep it a musical. I think it's, 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 it's it doesn't really transform. You can't make a musical, uh, a motion picture every single time as much as, you know, you, you've had success with like, you know, West side story and, you know, other musicals like that or Annie or, um, you know, I don't even know, but there's what, what I'm saying is, or even fan of the opera, you just, it just doesn't blend well. This doesn't cross over very well. And it's just kind of unfortunate. Um, Ben Platt has a great voice. You know, that's the perk. You know, you got a lot of good supporting casts supporting good roles. And just like, like, again, it just, it falls flat. It's too long. It just doesn't really know its tone. Yeah, I, I really, I really just, just have a disdain for this film. <laughs> you may hate, you probably hate it more than I do. I mean, I, I don't do. care I for it, but I, I, I think it's far from the worst. Um, I mean, I, again, you know, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas again. I don't think anything will ever beat that. Yeah. I think we've we've seen the worst. We've yeah, seen the worst, probably. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is just like I think it's just horribly written, horribly directed, miscast. <laughs> like a motherfucker and you know let, yeah. let, let's just call this what it is this is this is a cynical attempt by mark platt to get his son an egot for the same role because he's won an, I mean, yeah. he won a grammy he won a tony for this performance and he tried to get him an oscar yeah. for it not gonna fucking work yeah it's not gonna happen it's i mean again it's just he's too old it's not a believable high schooler um like i said it just it, it trans it translates more concise a lot more better or a lot more you know clearer on Broadway than what the, what the Broadway show is like. If it's, if it's anything like this, I I don't want to see it, but I kind of do at the same time. <laughs> I think it'd be more flushed out. I think this one is just, uh, this one is just pacing and just everything about it. I think usually those uh, Broadway plays are usually concise and to the point though. You know what I mean? I haven't gone and saw a Broadway play where I'm like, they could have shoot the half hour off of it. You know what I mean? I feel like this one is just, there's a lot of dead time in this film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, that's, that's Dear Evan Hansen, and that is the start of our year of 2022. Uh, <laughs> Russell, I'll get our plugs before we head out. 
Yeah, I had uh, over to Notorious by Chance on Facebook. That's where we'll put polls up. We'll put a new poll up next week for the first poll of 2022. You can also find us YouTube, Notorious by Chance. Check that out. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Sports underscore 91. Check out uh, this modem where I do compete. And yeah, that's going to be doing it. For, that's going to do it for us here on Notorious by Chance this week. Thank you for listening. We've got a whole lot of great content lined up for the year 2022. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.